0: We are exactly four days away from the opening of the baseball season. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show. I am Dave Mitchell, and we sit back and talk about... The Cleveland Indians and the Cincinnati Reds again and talk about the season opening up just four days from now. The Reds and the Indians will each open up on Friday night. The Indians will open up uh, uh, on Friday night at home, and then the Reds are going to open up at home also against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, in that, Is it Detroit or is it Pittsburgh, Blake? Detroit. I, I just had, yeah, okay. I just had a what you would call a brain fart uh here as far as when the the Reds. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's not blame it on age. <laughs> you know what? Let, let's not do that. You know, it's going to be interesting. Blake Watson, our resident Reds expert, by the way, coming in to join us on this week's program as we get ready to predict the 2020 60-game sprint of the Major League Baseball season. What do you think – downtown cleveland and downtown cincinnati are going to be like Blake at the bars and the restaurants downtown.
1: Well, I think it's going to be pretty fun. Um I think there's going to be a little more down there than we expected than you probably expected to
0: be. So, um Yeah, no, I I would definitely agree with you. I mean, it's going to be a situation where um when you look at everybody, I mean, you're going to have a lot of masks. I mean, Governor DeWine may come out later on this week and say everybody's got to wear masks all over the state of Ohio. I know Hamilton's, Hamilton County's already got it. Cuyahoga County's already got it up in Cleveland. So you're going to see a lot of masks downtown. Yeah, without a doubt. I think you're going to see a lot of that
1: regardless of what's going on. Um, as long as no stay at home orders get, get pushed, I think you'll see a good crowd downtown at the banks and at the bars watching the ball games.
0: You know what's, what's really exciting about the season beginning is when you get these people that come from nowhere, these players that come from nowhere and actually make the team, especially if they're nearby. And that's the one thing that the Reds have going here is Nate Jones, who is from Northern Kentucky University, just outside of Pendleton, Kentucky, Pendleton County, Kentucky, a reliever. He's going to make the opening day roster. Boy, he's about as excited as you could get. Without a doubt, he should be. We had that a couple years ago with a uh, scooter Jeanette as well, who was
1: actually from Indiana but spent a lot of time in Cincinnati playing for the Midland baseball program. Who kicked my butt yesterday? Um, we had we had a great tournament this weekend, and for my 17U team, it ended with a, a loss to the Midland Braves. Um, Coaching? Yeah, we went six and one. We had a great weekend, man, and. Midland brought down a lot of their top-level guys to play against us on Sunday. And I got a bunch of D2, D3 commits now. We've got a couple kids that are D1s. We've got a Louisville commit. we got an NKU commit. And then we've also got a kid who's here from California for the summer um, who's only actually 15, playing with my 17-year-olds. And he is the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life at 15 years old. Um, he's the number three PBR has, is the number three shortstop in the country for 2023. He's committed to Arizona. Wow. Um, he's really good. Um, but we had a hell of a weekend and they just had too much pitching for us. But yeah, so Scooter net played for Midland. He kind of always grew up a Cincinnati Reds fan. Um, and that we had a similar situation with him. So it was really cool. Actually, Nate Jones's cousin, Brady Jones, pitches for the mount right now. Um, which is probably something you didn't know. Nope. Uh, Brady's a good kid, but he surely isn't the pitcher's, you know, his D1 professional pitcher cousin is.
0: Well, it's also interesting, too, that now that you look at the uh, Scooter Jeanette, he's not on any roster as of right now to begin on Friday. Kind of surprising because he had a couple of good years in Cincinnati. Yeah, he struggled a little bit last year, and then he struggled
1: when he got traded to San Francisco. I kind of expected him to struggle as much as he played really well for the Reds, it was he, – he was playing over his head. Um, I, you know, I love the the dude. He's a great player, really good guy for the Reds. It just he was never going to be that middle-of-the-order bat that he showed himself to be for a couple of years here at the Reds. Um, it helped that the Reds weren't very good during those couple of years, you know what I mean?
0: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with our predictions, which are coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But another thing I want to bring up is we talked last week about Yasiel Puig, Blake, and the fact that it looked like he was going to sign with Baltimore, and then late in the week it had switched over to the Atlanta Braves that he was going to sign with. Turns out he's going to sign with nobody because he's got COVID-19 right now, and he's going to sit out.
1: Yeah, the likelihood is as soon as he's cleared, he'll sign with somebody. Um There was a couple of teams mentioned as fits for him, and I think it might end up still being the Braves. But, you know, especially with Marcakis deciding to sit out, they they really could use an outfield bat. Um And they're, you know, they're a
0: team that's on the cuff, So if he's got a shot to play for Baltimore or Atlanta,
1: he's probably going to play for Atlanta.
0: Right. And I wouldn't blame him a bit because, I, you know, I questioned last week why Baltimore would even be interested in signing him. I mean, they're not going to go anywhere and it's not like they're going to put more fans in the seats. By doing it, so it was kind of, did you watch any of the games over the weekend? I got a chance to see the Indians play the Pirates uh a couple of games on Friday and Saturday, or on Saturday and Sunday. They're going to play again tonight. It's kind of interesting, and I listened to a lot of the game on the radio. I'm going to tell you right now, Blake, with them piping some crowd noise in to the stadium, when you're listening to the game on the radio, you can't tell a difference, that there's yeah, yeah. nobody in the stands.
1: Though, um, I watched a little bit of the White Sox Cubs last night. Um, but that's really the only that I've watched. Um, so I don't I don't really have too much an opinion on that. Other than the White Sox
0: look like they can really hit.
1: Yeah. Um, they're they're going to be a tough team to get outs against.
0: Yep, I I agree. They're they're going to be, and we'll get into our predictions here in just a second. But, um, Shane Bieber. Not Justin is going to be the Indians opening day pitcher on Friday against Kansas City. Uh, the Reds are going to go with Sonny Gray. Uh, how do you feel about that on Friday?
1: Uh, I kind of thought it would be Luis Castillo. Um, I think he's, he's earned it, but if you look at Sonny Gray's
0: numbers, man, he,
1: he was one of the two or three lowest ERAs in baseball over the second half last year, or last, uh, last year. All star in the first half. Like he, he really had a bounce back year. It could have been any of Bauer, Castillo, or Gray, and I would have been fine with it. I thought it would be Castillo or Bauer, just because you probably want them to throw more often than Sonny Gray will, Um, because he's he's a smaller guy. He's a little bit slight. He he had a lot of shorter outings last year anyway. Didn't you know go five a lot of times. Um, He was really good, but he just he was wasn't super pitch efficient, and he seemed to wear down relatively quickly. but, yeah, I think, you know, David Bell didn't have really a wrong answer as opposed to a lot of managers. It's, yeah. it's funny, for a long time, the Reds, it's who the hell is going to start opening day. And it's, this year it's who the hell is going to start opening day for a good reason. Um, so it doesn't really matter too much to me. I think Sonny Gray is a fine
0: choice. Okay, you've got a 60-game season. And as we start out this season, who's going to have more of an advantage, the pitchers or the hitters? I think the pitchers
1: is, it's typical year. I think they'll have the advantage early like they always do. Um, it always seems to take at bats a little while longer to catch up, but I think this year might be a little different in the fact that they've done a lot more live BP in these summer camps than they typically do in spring training. Um, typically in spring training, your only real live at bats come during games and they played so many, you know, short inning scrimmages and gone live a lot. I think it's going to, I think the hitters are closer than they typically are.
0: And that's kind of how I looked at my predictions this year, Blake. And you could tell me how crazy I am. But I think whoever gets off to a good start, especially in the first 15, 20 games, is going to have a leg up on everybody considering the shortness of the schedule this year. And I looked at it as, for the division winners, my whole thing was, who has the best top three pitchers? And because, as you said, earlier in the season – the pitchers are going to have an advantage over the hitters. Now, I did that early in the season in as far as my division winners, but when I looked at the playoffs and who is eventually going to win the the league championships and get into the World Series, I looked at who who had the best hitting.
1: Yeah, I can. I I would argue that that's a good way to look at it. Uh, my mine is who I think is just the best all around team. It's really hard for me to think about what's going to be. More important right now, and, and these per- predictions, more than probably any other year, have a chance to be completely off um, because you never know what's going to happen. Um, so, you know, one one injury could lead to a team being terrible. If Garrett Cole goes down, the Yankees are going to struggle. If Eugenio Suarez goes down, the Reds are going to struggle. So it's a little bit different. Um because injuries are going to play a bigger role than typical, so I looked at a lot of depth for me. Um, teams that have long lineups that have six, eight guys that are tough to get out, um, and like you said, pitching depth. Where if you if you lose a guy, the guys behind them are, are similar and can give you quality innings um, and help you, you know, continue to be successful.
0: Yeah, I I kind of looked at it from that point of view. Also, there's going to be a lot of variables this season. I mean, if you just look at it, I mean, COVID could play a big role in any injuries. I mean, for example, the Pirates just lost their backup catcher to a broken index finger. And because it's a broken index finger, he's gone for the season. Normally, he'd be gone maybe two months and he'd be back. Not this time. He's He's gone for the season. You're going to have a lot of players that may have what appears to be minor injuries, but it's going to affect the entire season because they're going to be gone for every game. Without
1: a doubt. Completely agree with you. Um, injuries are going to play a bigger role this year than they typically do, for sure.
0: And how you handle them. is, And you're not going to see – I don't think you're going to see this year, Blake. You tell me if you think I'm wrong, but I don't think you're going to see a lot of managers – finagle their lineup much. I don't think you're going to see a lot of days off for stars.
1: I completely agree with you. I think guys like,
0: um, if
1: I think about the Reds, I think of guys like Moustakas, Castellanos, Suarez, uh, Vado, they're going to play 60 games. Yep. With, um, they might
0: not always play the same positions, but they're going to play 60 games. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and for the Indians, you're looking at Lindor, Ramirez, Carlos Santana, prop you know, I the only the only spot in the order that I could see out of both the Reds and the Indians taking a day off here and there is going to be the catching position. Barnhart and Roberto Perez.
1: Uh it'll be Kurt Casale, not Perez. Um for sure is the is the number two catcher. Well I'm talking Kurt, about the Indians, Roberto Perez. I, I thought you said Tucker Barnhart. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, well, it'll be similar for the Reds. Um it'll be Kurt Casale and Tucker Barnhart. Tucker Barnhart has given up switch hitting. He's just sitting left-handed now. So they got almost a true platoon situation um, behind the plate for, for that
0: spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Well, let's get into it. We're going to start out with the National League, and let's get into it. We'll, we'll hold the Central Division till last. So let's start with the National League East. Blake, I'm going to give you the uh, first chance to tell us and go from last to first in the National League East, who you think will win it.
1: Um, National League East So I wasn't prepared for last The first but I got this um, I think uh It's pretty easy who's going to finish last The Marlins are you know among the worst Franchise in, in baseball for sure Without a doubt um, After that it gets a little bit crazy. It does. <laughs> The four teams Are really good I looked at SI.com and they have They don't have an updated one but they picked Every of the other four teams that finished with 80 wins Or better Um And, you know, it depends. Do you want the Phillies and Bryce Harper and Dee Gregorius? Um, I don't think they have enough pitching. So I'd probably put them fourth. Um, It's hard. It's hard to go against the Nationals when they have Scherzer and Strasburg at the top of their rotation. After that, it's not awesome. It's okay. Um, And the lineup, while good, you get rid of your best offensive player in Anthony Rendon. Um, I probably put the Nationals third. Probably I, I believe a lot in the Mets pitching staff. Man, Jacob Degrom is really good. Pete Alonso is going to continue to get better. Um, you know, you get a, if you get a bounce back from Cinder guard. they got the makings of a rotation that's as good as anybody in baseball. Um, so I, I probably put them second, but it's really close. And I think the Braves are the class of the, of the division. I mean, they're absolutely loaded with young talent position player wise. Their pitching staff's really good. Um, it's not, it's not elite. It's not to the level of, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Rays or the Washington Nationals or even the Reds, but it's really close to being good enough to win a world series. I think they'll miss Josh Donaldson more than they expect to. Um, and Marquek is sitting out is, is a big question mark. Um, but you know, you got Acuna and Ozzy Albies and Freddie Freeman. Your I next mean, team is really, really good. Um, so I think the Braves are probably the class of the NL East.
0: Well, as far as the NL East is concerned, you and I agree with the top spot and the last spot. The Miami Marlins, I think to me are going to be just atrocious. And even Derek Jeter and his class can't bring them back up to the top. The the one that I disagree with the most, though, is the New York Mets. I, I'm not sold on the Mets. I'm just not. I think they've got a problem in their management. They don't know who in the world they're going to be their owner. I think that's going to drip down into the ranks, and I just can't see that the Mets are going to be anywhere near uh, a contender this season. And then I've got in the uh, third spot, I, I've got to go with Washington. I think Washington, I agree with you that after Scherzer and Strasburg, I don't see a whole heck of a lot out of that starting rotation. And even worse, they really didn't have that much of a bullpen a year ago. They piecemealed everything together. And if it hadn't been for Strasburg coming in and relieving in a couple of World Series games, they were pretty much screwed, Blake. I mean, and, and that was, that was the big part with them that eventually led to them winning it. But I think that was kind of a flash in the pan. And I see them finishing third this year the team I see finishing second is Philly and I think the best thing that Philadelphia did this year was bring in a professional manager I really like Joe Girardi I think he is one of the unsung managers in baseball and if anybody can bring out the talent and subdue the ego uh, of that team with everybody that's involved it's Joe Girardi, and I see them in second place, and again in first place. I see the Atlanta Braves. I agree with you. I just think they're the cream of the crop in that division.
1: Yeah, I can't. I can't argue with anything you said for sure. Um, I I think those two through four teams can really go anyway. Yeah. Um, I I just, I, the re, I just like the mess pitching, man. I think it's got a chance to be really, really good. Um, and I think pitching in the shortened season could end up being the the deal breaker that puts them over the top. I think they have more pitching than the other two teams. Um, but who knows, you know, I, I I completely agree. I think first and last is going to be easy in most of these
0: divisions. It's that middle ground that's going to be kind of weird. I'll tell you, the player that I am most anxious to see, if Bryce Harper plays up to his press clippings, Philadelphia might run, might run away with this thing.
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, Jay, Bre- or, uh, Jay Bruce – or Jay Bruce – Bryce Harper, I'm going to bring up Jay Bruce, but Bryce Harper, to me, is Jay Bruce. He's very streaky. When he's good, he's unbelievable. Yep. When he's bad, he's, you know, he's really bad. Bad. The difference between Bryce Harper and Jay Bruce is Bryce Harper can also turn into a cancer for the rest of your organization. Jay Bruce was a model citizen. I think if Jay Bruce had the, the press clippings from 16 that Bryce Harper had, he would be getting paid would have gotten paid similar money. Um the numbers are strikingly similar. Um you know, Bryce Harper's a very good baseball player. He is not, you know, the second best player in baseball to Mike Trout like everybody
0: thought he was going to become. Yep, I agree. Let's move over to the National League West and I'll lead it off this time. I think the team in the bottom spot, this is gonna surprise you. The Colorado Rockies, I think they were a flash in the pan a year ago, and I don't think they can uphold anything over a 60-game season. As far as in fifth or fourth place in that division, I've got the San Francisco Giants. Their biggest detriment this year from losing Madison Baumgardner to the Arizona Diamondbacks was losing Bruce Bochy and replacing him with Gabe Kapler. What a mistake. I mean, Gabe Kapler lasted one season in Philadelphia, and they saw what an imbecile he was. And now the Giants have gone from one of the best managers in baseball to one of the worst managers. I've got San Diego in third only because I like their young talent. Uh, I'm not so sure about Machado, but I'm going to tell you one thing. The rest of the team has got some young talent coming up, and they've got a good manager at that team. Arizona, I like them, especially with the addition of... Madison Baumgartner, but still, with that addition, Blake, they are not even ready to hold a candle to the Los Angeles Dodgers, who I think are going to run away with the Western Division.
1: Without a doubt. Dodgers are probably on paper the best team in baseball. Um, I think I agree with you for every spot except for two and three. I'd probably flip them. Um, I think the Padres, are that young talent's going to start to come to fruition. They feel a lot like the Cubs did about five or six years ago. yeah, um, they got a couple of veterans that are leading the way and a whole lot of talent coming. Um, I think they're a year or two away from really competing at a high level. Um, I don't know what – I don't really know much about their pitching staff. I know it's okay. Um, but I think they're going to surprise a little bit this year with those young guys in the 60-game schedule. I think you're going to get some guys that – you know, you always see those rookies that are young guys that have really good years early, then slump off a little bit and then come back to – to where they are the diamondbacks are good um i don't like madison bumgarner anymore i don't think he's close to the pitcher he used to be um i because there was a lot of call in cincinnati at one point to sign him i actually like the deal they gave wade miley better obviously madison bumgarner's a better pitcher but for the money um i don't and giving a 35 year old pitcher whose velocity is obviously down a four-year deal didn't make sense to me um the big question mark for me is still in the first spot, and it's what the Dodgers do as far as trying to acquire some pitching. With David Price sitting out, I mean, Kershaw is great. Walker Bueller's great. great. Um, but outside of that, they're just okay. They got a really good back end of the bullpen with Kenley Jansen, um, and their bullpen overall is pretty good. But they're going to have to out-hit some people in some games, and obviously they have the the roster to do that, adding the few backs to the I mean, he's okay. He's not bad. He's probably second-best player in baseball. And you already have, you know, Cody Bellinger and Jock Peterson, who they didn't end up trading. Um, Justin Turner's a really good player. Um They got the uh, Seager and Shoreside. They've got – their lineup is absolutely loaded. Yep. Uh, but after you get through those top two starters, it, it's going to be a lot of piecemeal as far as a rotation. So if they can find a way to acquire a starting pitcher – they're the World Series champs in my book, but without that, I think they're just—they're a really, really, really good baseball team with a great lineup. That an over one sixty-two would probably set some offensive records. Um But yeah, I don't—we'll talk about this as we go forward. But I'm not sure what they look like postseason-wise.
0: Corey Kluber would have looked good in a Dodger uniform
1: for them. From their perspective, absolutely. I think they yep. would have rather have Corey Kluber
0: than David Price sitting out at this point for sure. Yep, absolutely. Let's move over to the American League. We'll do the Central Divisions, both of them, at the end. Let's go to the American League East and what do you think is going to happen there five through one? Uh I think
1: it's another another division where the bottom sellers really, really easy. The Baltimore Orioles are atrocious. Um their best player is probably Jose Iglesias, who was Played for the Reds last year mm-hmm. and a solid baseball player is a legitimate professional shortstop. But if he's one of your better players, you're in trouble. Um, after that, I probably go to the team with no home right now, the four spot Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> really long. I mean, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Boba Shedd, Calvin Biggio. They've got, you know, that second generation of, of, of really good major leaguers that are going to be really good. No pitching. Um, got rid of, uh, Marcus Stroman. I know they signed Hinjin Ryu from, uh, from the Dodgers.
0: Um, they're just, they're just not ready yet. They're still too young. How do you allow, I'm going to interrupt you here real quick. If you're the Canadian government, how do you allow the, or not allow the Toronto Blue Jays to play in Toronto because of the U.S. teams coming in, but allow the NHL teams to come in? Cause it's a hockey country, man. <laughs> Absolutely, but still. Uh, and there's more teams,
1: obviously, in Canada for hockey than there is the one baseball team. It's really easy to move one baseball team. It would be really tough to move four hockey teams. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, three spots, probably the Red Sox, and they could even fall to four in my book. Um, sale's not pitching this year. Um, you lose David Price. You trade Mookie Betts. Um, I just don't know where their next group of really good players is coming from if it's inside that organization. Um, they got a lot of work to do as far as building that team back to where it was a couple of years ago. Um, the two spot is the Tampa Bay Rays. They might have the best pitching staff in baseball um, led by, you know, that clown Blake Snell, who I really don't like, but he's, re- he is really good. Um, but, yeah, it's it's another division where the class is easy to find, too. The Yankees are the class of the division, the class of the American League. Um, adding Garrett Cole to that team, obviously, they didn't really lose much outside of D.D. Gregorius, who was hurt most of last year. Um, they're a little old in the outfield because they have Brett Gardner still playing out there a ton. Um, so, you know, but overall, they're probably, without a doubt, the best team in the American League.
0: All right, it's easy to pick the Baltimore Orioles in last place. I mean, that that's a no brainer, like you said about Jose Iglesias, boy oh boy. Yeah, that enough said on that for the Baltimore Orioles. Here's the thing I've got to say about the Boston Red Sox. I have got them picked for fourth. Their manager is Ron Rennicke. They went out and they spent a fortune, Blake, on Chris Sale, and I think it was the most overpaid contract. in baseball, including Bryce Harper. I have never been a Chris Sale fan. He never wins big games. He is an overrated left-hander that every once in a while, about one time out of every two months, this guy has a big game, a big strikeout game, and ESPN goes nuts. So to me, Chris Sale sitting out the season is more of addition by subtraction to the Boston Red Sox. Still, They're going to finish in fourth place because they're going to miss Mookie Betts more than anybody believes. The Toronto Blue Jays, I've got them finishing in third place. Who knows where they're going to play? They could play in Buffalo. They could play in Nashville. They may play in Indianapolis. Who the heck knows where they're going to play? I love their team. I think they're on the upward spiral. But still, when you are going to be on the road for basically three months, Blake, that's going to be a problem, especially – in this environment. Tampa Bay, I think, is a great ball club. Unfortunately, they're in the same division with the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole, boy, they're signing. The Yankees signing a Garrett Cole smacked of George Steinbrenner, didn't it?
1: Absolutely. I'm a little bit worried about it, though, because Garrett Cole was absolutely unconscious for the Houston Astros in the playoffs. He was unbelievable. But typically, he's been really good. He's never been that guy. He's never been the best pitcher in baseball, except for last year. For about a month in the playoffs, he was completely unhittable. Um, so if he continues to be that guy, it's a great it's a great signing. If he's if he goes back to what he was, it's a really good signing, but it's too much money. But it's a Yankee, so who cares?
0: Yeah, I think giving anybody over five years anyway is a mistake. I, I really think that's a mistake in a contract if you give somebody over five years, but. That's just me. So we both agree that the New York Yankees are going to win the American League East. How about the American League West? Who do you got for there?
1: Um, probably last place is probably the Mariners. Um it just they're just talent depleted. They just don't have another any talent. It's another one of those teams that's, you know, that it's pretty easy to pick in my book. Um, fourth Hmm, probably the Texas Rangers. Uh, they added Corey Kluber. Um, pitching staff will be decent, but they don't really have anything from a position player standpoint. Um, that, that screams, wow, I'm really good. They're okay. Um, then it gets a little strange because I'm really weird about picking against the Oakland Athletics. I think they're a really <laughs> good team. Um, and, and every year they just are like, they're just there. It yeah. just happens. I feel similarly about the Rockies in the National League. They're, they're never as good as like on paper as they end up being on the field. And this year they're actually pretty good on paper. Um, you know, you got Marcus Simeon at shortstop. They've got a good team, but something about the Angels, man, adding a legitimate player to play with Bryce Harper. Shohei Otani comes back. They don't have a ton of pitching. Um, but I think that lineup's going to be really good. You got Harper. Rendon in the same lineup, two yeah. of the probably ten best hitters in baseball right now. I, I would probably go A's third, Angel second, and then as much as I hate those clown Houston Astros, um, they're they're the class of the division. They still are. Their their lineup is still really, really, really good. De- depending on how many times they get hit in a game, um, the pitching staff, even yeah. Cole's departure, still. Above average, I mean, Verlander's still really good. McCullers is still good. Um, they've got some dudes.
0: Uh, I just think their their lineup will probably be too much. And, of course, when you were talking about the Angels, you were talking about Mike Trout and not Bryce Harper.
1: Did I say Bryce Harper? I meant yeah. Mike Trout, yeah. absolutely.
0: 100% Mike Trout, best player in baseball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, without a doubt, hands down, Mike Trout is the best player in baseball. Matter of fact, my dad always told me that Mike Trout was Mickey Mantle. Without being a switch hitter, he said he looks physically imposing, just like Mickey Mantle did when he was standing in the on-deck circle. And my dad saw Mickey Mantle play a lot. I've to me,
1: like
0: to... is but say that again. To me, who
1: uh, Mike Bo Jackson?
0: You think so, Mike? Mike Trout being being better than, or being the same as Mo... Bo Jackson? As far as just he... athlete on the field, yeah. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I've got the Texas Rangers finishing in last place. I, I just don't see them having enough talent. And I, I like Seattle. I like some of the talent that they've got. So I've got them finishing up in fourth place. I think the best move other than Rendon coming to the Angels this year has been the addition of Joe Madden. But Joe Madden's in a division right now where Anything could happen. The dice could roll any single way that you want, and the Houston Astros are still gonna win that division, which means I've got Oakland number two. I don't think there's anybody in that division right now, Blake, especially in 60 games, that can beat the Houston Astros head to head in that division.
1: Uh, I could see a world where, you know, the Angels, A's, or Astros, any of them theoretically win that division. But um I, I couldn't bet against the Astros.
0: <laughs> I agree with you. All right, let's move on to our two favorite divisions, the American and National League Central. I'll tell you what, I'll go first in the National League. You go first in the American League, okay? That's for me. All right, so in the National League Central, here's what I've got. Again, it's one of those divisions where I think it's pretty easy. I think Pittsburgh's got a lot of young talent, but they're just not ready to go yet. I'm going to take the Pirates in last place. This is a surprise to a lot of people. The fourth place team that I've got in the division is the St. Louis Cardinals. The thing about the Cardinals is they are always consistent. They're never consistently good. They're never consistently bad. And in 60 games, you're going to have to have a hot streak. And I don't think the Cardinals are capable of putting one together. That's why I have them in the fourth spot. I think the Cubs are going to be in the third spot only because of their lineup. I think you're going to see Chris Bryant have a big year because, let's face it, it's his free agent year, so let's see what happens with him. I've got the Milwaukee Brewers in second place. That's where I've got them. And I've got the Reds in first place because out of every team in that division, Blake, I think the Reds' top three starters in Castillo, Gray, and Bauer are better than anybody else's top three starters in that division. That's why I'm going with the Reds in the National League Central.
1: For me, I completely agree in the five spot. The Pittsburgh Pirates are without a doubt the five. Um Four for me is probably Milwaukee. I think they might have the best player in the National League in Christian Yelich, but they just lost so much. Um you know, you won't lose Gasmani Grandal, Mike Moustakis, two legitimate, professional, big league hitters and get better. Yeah. Uh, and they were good last year, but they weren't special. Their pitching staff is average at best. I'm um, outside of John Hader closing the thing. He's really good. But if you're not leading when you get there, you know, it, it struggles. I don't think they have enough starting pitching to, to stay with the rest of this division, especially in such a difficult division. For me, the three is probably the Cubs. Um, and that's as much about the new manager as it is about anything else. David Ross to me just, I I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Um, it's another one of those places where they're trying to rekindle something from a past player who's a good player. Catchers a lot of times make very good managers. It just, he just doesn't scream it. Um, the two, would be the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, I think their pitching staff's really good. Um, I think their lineup's okay enough. Um, and like you said, they're just always there. Uh, I don't think they're going to do enough to play themselves out of this thing, but I don't know that they're going to do enough to play themselves in. And, and I, I don't like ever picking my teams to win, but I think the Reds are the class of this division. Um, I think, without a doubt, their lineup is the best in the division, um, from top to bottom, you know, we don't have a Christian Yelich, but we don't have a guy that's an out either. Um, you know, the eight guys and, and, and the other added bonus is the DH. I think the DH will tremendously help the Reds more than any other team except for maybe the Cubs and Kyle Schwarber. But I mean, they're playing him in left field in most of their scrimmages. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, I think outside of the Nationals top two, the Reds have the best rotation in the National League. Um, you know, there are three guys. Plus, I think, you know, Anthony Sclafani's now another year back from the the Tommy John surgery. His command should return. The guy's got plus-plus just about command for him. Um, you got a legitimate professional guy in Wade Miley in the five spot. A guy that's, you know, never going to get blown out, but he's never going to throw a no-hitter either. Um And then you add in the fact that they've got three of the best bullpen arms in baseball, too, with Michael Lorenzen, Amir Garrett, and Rysel Iglesias. Um, Rysel Iglesias had a really bad year last year, um, but, you know, pitching for a better team should help him. The additions of Castellanos and Moustakis and hopefully Akiyama um, will put this team in, into a different level. And I think the Reds could compete for a World Series this year. It'd be really nice if they could find a way to get a legitimate catcher or a shortstop at some point during the year. because um, That's really the only position they're going to find upgrades offensively. Um, and, and, you know, maybe a bullpen arm here or there. But from, from top to bottom as the roster is currently constructed, I think the Reds are the second best team in the National League.
0: Is the DH addition to the National League a help or a hindrance to Mike Lorenzen playing two ways this year?
1: So I, I, he won't play much outfield. He might, you might see him as a defensive replacement. Uh, he won't get many at bats. The big thing about Michael Lorenzen though is if he doesn't pitch on a given day and they go extra innings, that rule, um, with putting somebody at second base. You could see him a ton in that role, um, because he can absolutely fly. He's the best athlete on the Reds roster, um, and I just you won't see him much in the outfield. Plus the fact that the Reds have six or seven outfielders. I mean, Aristides Aquino hit 17 home runs in a month last year, and he's already been optioned to the minor league version of the camp. Yep, uh, he's not he's not going to break with the big league club, so. If they need outfield help, it would go to him or Derek Dietrich, likely before Michael Lorenzen. And, you know, the reason Michael Lorenzen played from outfield last year is because they didn't have a center fielder because Senzel didn't break camp with the big league club. Um And now they have two guys that can play center field in Senzel and Akiyama.
0: So I don't think you'll see much of it, but it's possible. I think Castellanos will get most of the bats at DH for the Reds. All right, let's move on to the American League Central, and what do you think is going to happen there, Blake?
1: Uh... Well, I mean, the bottom is, is easy as it is in most of these divisions. <laughs> it's either the Tigers or the Royals. They're both terrible. Um, so I don't think we even t- waste any time talking about either of those teams. Neither one of them have a chance to win, win enough. Yep. Um, this is going to upset you, but I got the Cleveland Indians third. Um, I think, and this, I didn't until last night when I watched the White Sox hit. Um, the Indians are, are are a good baseball team with a couple of really good pieces. Um, but outside of their top couple guys in the rotation, it's just it's not great. Um it's okay, it's fine. It's not they're not bad, but they're not, you know, they're not special either. Um and then you got, you know, you got Lindor Ramirez and you've got Santana. Those guys are all really good. Um but their outfield's a little a big question mark for me. Um, I know they they spent some money there, but you know are those guys the guys that played last year or, or is it some kind of you know a little bit of a fluke um I probably go the White sox second, and they're similar to the Reds and made a ton of all season um additions and spent a ton of money um they've got some young stars that they got a chance in pretty good. Uh, but similar to some other teams that I think are young and can hit, I don't know what the pitching's going to look like. I don't think the pitching's enough. I think actually this might be one of the divisions in baseball where the pitching is like, as a group, the worst. I don't think there's any team in this division with a legitimate rotation that can win a World Series. Um, and then I picked the Twins to win it, a lot based on last year, a lot based on the fact that I don't know a ton about the White Sox. And I'm just not sold on the Indians rotation or Indians outfield. And, uh, and, 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 you know, late bullpen's good, early bullpen scares me. Um, so, but again, with another division, I could see any of the top three teams winning it. Um, but based on this prediction, I have to pick the twins.
0: This is the division that you and I disagree the most on. <laughs> Just to let you know, this is the one that we disagree the most on. I've got, like you said, let, let's not even bother talking about Kansas City and Detroit. Not only are they the, worst, they the worst teams in the division, they may be the worst teams in the American League, and that includes Baltimore. That being said, I've got the White Sox finishing third. Their big signing in the, in the rotation was Dallas Keichel. Dallas Keichel went 8-8 eight and eight last year with an Atlanta team. And that was through half the season. Now, yes, he finished with an under-4 ERA. But Dallas Keuchel is not the guy, as the Houston Astros will attest for you, is not the guy that you build a rotation around if you are looking at winning a division, let alone a world championship. So I've got the White Sox finishing third. I have Minnesota finishing second only because... Like I said, to start everything off, I don't believe in their rotation. I don't think their rotation is one that is good enough to win a sprint, and that's exactly what this baseball season is going to be. It's a sprint. It's not a marathon. It's not one that's going to last 162 days. This one's going to last 60, and you're going to have to be able to get off to a fast start, and I'm not sure the Twins are capable of doing that, even though I I will admit they did one year ago. That leaves for me. I've got the Cleveland Indians winning this division by a slight margin, only because of their rotation. Yeah, they've got they've got Shane Bieber at the top. They've got Mike Clevenger. At the number two spot, they've got Carlos Carrasco at number three. Carrasco is probably the biggest question mark that the Indians have in this rotation. Then they've got Zach Plezak as their number four pitcher who pitched extremely well against Pittsburgh on Saturday night, getting through a couple of major scuffles when the Indians gloves just decided to not play baseball in a few of the innings. And then you've got Aaron Savali who is going to be their number five starter if and when they ever need a number five starter. The biggest challenge for the Indians right now as far as the rotation is concerned is finding a closer. Brad Hand is it, but he sort of faltered towards the end of the season. We'll see how that goes this year in the 60-game sprint. As far as the outfield is concerned, I mean, they've got an up-and-coming center fielder in Oscar Mercado who has played extremely well. They've also got... Uh, another outfielder in Domingo Santana. Yu Chang, who knows where he's going to end up at. They could also move Jose Ramirez to right field and put Yu Chang at third base, for that matter. Uh, the infield, who knows what's going to happen. If if they f- get off to a slow start, Blake, August 31st is the trade deadline, and you may see a move with Francisco Lindor, but we'll wait and see on that. Uh, Franmil Reyes, who they got from... The San Diego Padres a year ago hit thirty seven home runs. He's born to be a DH, just like some women are born to be waitresses at Hooters. Reyes is born to be a DH in the American League. That's where he's gonna be. And of course you got Santana, an all star first baseman for the Indians. So I've got the Indians finishing first in that division, but by a very, very slight margin. And to be honest with you, Blake, it wouldn't take much to convince me that the Twins will win that division and not, not the Indians.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I think the argument can be can be made for any of those three teams. Um The White Sox are without a doubt the worst as far as rotation goes, but they might have the best lineup depending on what their young guys do. Yeah, um, really going to hit, man. Yasmani Grandol hits, Edwin Encarnacion hits. Um, you know. They're they're going to be really good. Um, it's it's going to be a tough division to win, no matter what. And and they don't get any favors by having to play the National League Central, which I think you know if this was a full one sixty two, you could see four game four teams above five hundred in the National League Central. So I don't think there's a dominant team in the NL Central or the AL Central, but there's seven or eight pretty good baseball teams that could all find themselves playing in the postseason.
0: Okay. Now let's go to our league champions. I'll, I'll lead off the national league champion as far as I'm concerned. I, I think it's a pretty easy, I didn't go through the entire playoffs because I know, you know, they're going to have eight teams. It's convoluted how they're going to do it. Nonetheless, I just went with one league champion and that was the Los Angeles Dodgers in the national league.
1: I think on paper without a doubt, the Dodgers are the best team in the national league. The thing that I think – I think the NLCS will be Dodgers-Reds, um, and I think the Reds pitching staff gives them a chance to beat the Dodgers in a series. You have to see Castillo, Bauer, and Gray twice each, and I just don't know who that third guy is going to be for L.A. outside of Kershaw and Bueller, um, and I think you go – and Kershaw's been bad in the postseason, like really bad, historically bad at times. Um so I think I, I I I think the Reds can win. I think I'm stupid if I don't pick the Dodgers, um, but I'm not going to. I'm going to pick the Reds.
0: All right. As far as the American League is concerned, who do you have there?
1: Uh, I think that's even easier than the National League. If you pick the Dodgers, I think the Yankees are without a doubt the class of that of that uh, of the American League. Uh, I can see again. You know, if the Rays find a way to get in as a wild card, their pitching staff's so good they could beat some people, similar to the way Washington did last year. Um, and I really think in the in the American League, the only team that can beat the Rays in, in, or beat the Yankees in a series is probably Tampa Bay because of their pitching. Um, but I got the Yankees probably beating the Astros in the ALCS.
0: All right, I've got the New York Yankees also winning the american league which brings us to the world series and it, it you know probably what for the umpteenth time in my opinion it's the dodgers and the yankees and i've got the dodgers winning the world series this year yeah
1: if i had the dodgers in the world series and not the reds i'd probably pick them but because i don't have the dodgers i w- i will fall on a sword and pick the fucking yankees i guess um I'm not happy about that, having to pick the Yankees. It doesn't make me happy at all. I hate that franchise with a passion. Um, But I think the Yankees are the best team in baseball. Um, I think the Dodgers could beat them. Um, But, again, for me, postseason baseball comes down to pitching. I just don't see the Dodgers matching up, or even the Reds, matching up with that Yankee staff for, for an entire series. You got Cole. You got Severino, you got, uh, what's the Japanese guy? Yeah. Um, I don't, I always blank on his name. Um, and then, you know, you got weapon after weapon after weapon late in that bullpen. Um, I, I just think, I think the Yankees are the best team in baseball this year. And although I hate saying it.
0: <laughs> I think everybody does outside of New York hates saying that. But when you look at, this season, just a couple more questions about the season. Who do you see as the most positive surprise team in baseball?
1: I think it'll be my Reds. I really do. Um, I think it, it, uh, they're a good story right now because for the first time they've spent some money. I think people expect them to be good. I don't think they understand how good the Reds could be. Um, I, and then maybe other than that, uh, maybe Tampa Bay if they find a way to get into the playoffs – um, the other the other thing that could be really good for baseball too is if if the Angels find a way to get in, and and Mike Trout finally finds a way to to play on that stage and has a great run in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I really think that the biggest surprise is going to be the Reds.
0: Who do you see as being the biggest disappointment? Oh man, that's tough.
1: It sucks because I picked them and I really like them right now, but probably the White Sox. I didn't pick them to win the division, but I, I really like that lineup right now. Um, I just don't see them having enough pitching to compete, even if they find a way to make it into the playoffs. I think they're an early exit um, unless they find a pitcher somewhere, a legitimate front-line of the front, front line starter. Um which with the weird trade deadline, who knows what's going to be out there. But, yeah, I'd say maybe the
0: White Sox. I think the team that that could, to me, that could be the most positive would be the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I really have got a feeling that they could come on, especially if the Yankees don't get off to a fast start. I think Tampa Bay could really come on and do something. I think the team that's going to be the most disappointing and even though I picked them for second place, I think the Washington Nationals could end up being one of the most disappointing teams.
1: I literally just looked at their name, and I'm mad that I didn't pick them. as the disappointment, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, they were such a surprise last year, and people are now thinking they are that team, and it drives me nuts because for the first three quarters of last year, they were an average baseball team at best. They yep. got really high time. And they have great starting pitching at the very top of their rotation. Yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, offensively, they're not even really good. They're just okay. Um, and after those two starters, they're not special by any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, I completely agree with you about the Nationals. Because I also have read some stuff where they say that Scherzer's been getting smoked in camp. Um, but he's also one of those guys that kinda like Trevor Bauer where it's not real till the competition's out there and they get a little bit nuts. Um and then he turns into that, you know, that maniac that throws it by everybody. So yeah. um yeah, I definitely agree with the Nationals.
0: Well, it's gonna be interesting and it'll be a lot of fun this weekend when the season opens up, won't it, Blake? And then on Monday we can talk about some games instead of just what's been happening.
1: Yeah, it's very exciting, man. Um Quick question for you. What do you think about in this shortened season? Who do you think is some favorites to win some awards, like MVP, Cy
0: Young stuff? I'll tell you what, you know, it's like I said on the predictions. If you can get, if Joe Girardi can get inside Bryce Harper's head and get him to quit reading his press clippings and just go out and play baseball, I think Bryce Harper could be one one of the players that could win an MVP award. As far as a Cy Young award is concerned in the National League, there's a lot of contenders out there. I almost think that, that in order for the Dodgers to win this doggone thing, Blake Bueller is going to have to have an outstanding year. You know what Kershaw is going to give you. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but you know he's always going to end up with around 17 wins. And, but Bueller is, I think, the question mark. He, he's one guy. Another, another team that could have a Cy Young Award winner is the New York Mets. When you look at, at Syndergaard and along, that team, boy, oh, boy. I mean, they, they've got two or three guys that could be Cy Young Award winners. As far as the American League is concerned, oh, who knows? I mean, it it's going to end up being somebody in the West. That's the only thing I can tell you. Uh, it's going to have to be somebody on the A's, the Astros, or the Angels. One of those three teams. Unless somebody like Giancarlo Stanton comes back and has an outstanding year, and then garners all the MVP votes in the American League, you know it's always going to happen in the nat- in New York. And as far as the Cy Young Award winner is concerned, who that—that's a good question. Rookie of the Year—I mean, there there's not even why even bother this year.
1: Yeah, I don't even think they'll get enough bats to qualify. Will they?
0: No, pro- um, probably
1: not. For me, in the National League. It's, ooh, that one. Yeah, I had guys in my head. Now you got me thinking about other things. I think it's DeGrom's until he loses it probably. Um, I could see, you know, a surprise guy like a Sonny Gray having a really good year. Um, and, and the fact that they'll be pitching on better teams and DeGrom probably will help. Um, for, for the MVP, it's going to be crazy, right? Like, who knows who's going to get off to that crazy hot start. Yeah. I could name – 30 guys that I think could get off to a hot enough start to to win it, including a couple of guys on my very own red team. I think that Suarez will win an MVP one day. I think Castellanos in that ballpark could have enough impact to win an MVP one day. Um, but, you know, you look at, for me, it's probably Cody Bellinger because um, I think he's going to be the best offensive player on the best team. Um and then American League, if, if Garrett Cole's even decent, he's probably going to win it just because of all the press clippings. Yeah. Um, and then it's so hard to bet against Mike Trout in any contest. Mm-hmm. So I would probably pick Mike Trout in the AL. But it's the same thing. I think Cy Young's a little different. I think Cy Young's a little easier to, to pigeonhole a few names. Um, but, you know, MVP, man, there's 50 dudes that could theoretically jump off to that start and have you know, I think about the run that Aristide Zacchino had last year in a month. If he, if a guy has that kind of month, it's over. I mean, yeah, he's, he he hit two ninety with twenty seven home runs and played two months. It's crazy. Um, I'm it's just it's going to be such a weird year. It's exciting to see that kind of stuff and how it's going to play itself out.
0: I'm going to make a most. Uh, this is a prediction. I you tell me if you agree with it. I think we're going to see somebody hit four hundred.
1: I think we could. I think somebody's going to flirt with it. Um, and I, there's also jokes about could the ERA record fall, and it obviously wouldn't be the same record. Right. But, um, yeah, I, this is one of those years, too, where, you know, it hasn't happened in a really long time, where you could see a reliever win a Cy Young. Because I think about, and I don't think he's good enough to win it, but I think about a guy like Michael Lorenzen and the way the Reds are going to use him. He might pitch in 55 of the 60 games. If yeah. he pitches at 55 games and is unhittable for 55 games, then, I mean, it would be pretty hard not to give it to him. Um, so, you know, you think of a guy like maybe Chapman or something like that in, in this shortened season where they can have such a bigger impact than they typically do. I think it's going to be really fun to see the differences in this season versus, you know, previous years.
0: I mean, we're going to have to skew our numbers. I mean, for example, 60 games of to 162 – is basically a third of a season, a little more than a third of the season. So when you look at okay, fifty home runs for an entire season, a third of that is going to be what, fifteen to twenty. So we've got a yeah, I think will see lots of guys hit twenty.
1: Um, I really do. I think they're going because it's going to be so fast, and guys are going to get hot, and it's just going to carry quickly. Um, because if you look over sixty game stretches over the years, then lots of guys had hit that in sixty games. Um, so I think. You know, it, it's those those dry times that they're going to have to try to avoid, the times where they go, you know, three weeks without a home run um, that, you know, typically bring you back down to that 50. Because every year it seems like a month into the season, somebody's on pace to break the record, right? Yeah. And then they just fall off over the, the dog days of summer. Um, and You're not going to have that this year. You're going to have dudes going full bore for two and a
0: half months, and it's going to be pretty awesome to watch. And and figure a starting rotation of four men, four players, and that's fifteen starts for the year. And if you figure somebody wins double digits, they've had a pretty good season.
1: Absolutely, and yeah, and that's it's going to be fun to watch, man. It's just yeah. Different, and we're used to it. I like different. It's not a perfect storm. It's not the perfect thing we've ever had, but it's not going
0: to be the greatest baseball season ever. But it might be the most exciting. It might be. Yeah. We'll talk more about it next Monday night, okay? Yes
1: sir, enjoyed it again.
0: Yep, as always, that's gonna do it for tonight's edition of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show and boy, it's gonna be an interesting season and it all gets underway coming up this Friday in Cincinnati and Cleveland as the Indians entertain Kansas City and the Reds entertain the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's going to do it for us on this Monday night. Join us again next Monday night at 7 o'clock with another edition of the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show. For Blake Watson, I'm Dave Mitchell. Baseball, finally, this Friday. We'll talk about it next Monday night. Have a good week, everybody.